Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Come on, bro. Mm-hmm. So no, no. Aaron, Aaron Rodgers ain't number Dan, is Dan Marino, except Dan didn't get one. Yeah, he got one. Um, should have gotten more. Yeah, I mean it's the same thing with Dan. It's like, you but know, you think you're going to make a bunch of return trips and everything else, and it doesn't? That's not happen. It just does not happen. We'll see on the Philly. You know, is Philly going to get back with this group? You just don't know, man. It's hard. It's very difficult to do. Man, you're going to have to play that uh, Orlando Magic song, get John back up at some point uh, later just, on during the just, show. It's just, I think it's a good okay. sort of we, sobering, like, hey. It's it, you. You don't need. You don't want to take the 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 difficulty of it all for granted. You know, like it's it's hard earned. The Very. person that tweeted that they're going to be good next year is right. On paper, no. Like that's really what's going to happen. Well, if if because you, if it happens the way we think it will happen, yes. But like it hasn't happened the way we think it's going to happen. Yeah. At least for two years. These dudes are still like twenty five, bro. I know. Twenty four. It used to be. It used to be. We said these guys are just twenty three. And we said they weren't ready. And then now yeah, you've been through something. Well, you got to go through something, dude. Yeah. No. You think Mike just appeared it. and we won? We had to put it together year after year after year. We had to take our beatings, learn our lessons. It did. It had did. to get in the weight room and everything else to build that dynasty. It happened pretty quick. It though. takes a while. It did. There were disappointing losses to the Pistons, bro. Year after year, where is this the right way to put it together? Because if you, is this team ever going to get? Oh, just what? If we could just win one, that would be great. Well, that's where we I were. I would take one. That's I where we were. One. Yes. I would take the one and, and I would you be. build that thing into a dynasty, this is still possible with that the organization whose uh, hoodie you wear right now. Well, and plus, you know, from, from the NFL perspective. Especially if you hit on Vince. Look at my division, bro. I mean, if I ever got lucky and won one. Well, game, and now Harbaugh's coming in. Yeah, man. So, anyway, appreciate Drew Hill for joining us. We'll come back with the rundown, get into that. And more. Stick around. Jason and John, 90s FM, ESPN. It's the rundown with the biggest stories of the day from Jason and John on 92.9 FM, ESPN. First story. Memphis Grizzlies. Without nine guys. That goes through to make the AP had that number at nine and go through to make sure that number is right. It was nine guys out due to injury. Uh, and with Jaron Jackson Jr. struggling through a five of 21 performance, they somehow still find a way. Uh, and win at Miami 105-96. And we've talked a great deal uh, and will throughout the rest of the season about Vince Williams Jr. He was fantastic. Uh, 25 points, uh, four assists to go with the five rebounds, plus 10, and just continues to wow you in this role. And now it's a, uh, obviously an increased one and will be for the rest of the season. We didn't mention as much. Um, six guys in double figures. Drew told you how good the bench was. Gigi Jackson, 17. We're on a quest to try to get 35 before the season ends. Getting closer. But Scottie Pippen Jr. last night. And Drew mentioned it. He made the uh, the big assist, the pass over to Vince Williams Jr. in the corner. It was just, you know, 15 points, six assists, 
just two turnovers. The Grizzlies have really gotten great two-way play from the guys, and obviously from the guys they've had on those contracts. Scottie Pippen Jr. obviously replacing Vince Williams Jr. on his once Williams uh, Williams Jr.'s contract was uh, standardized, once you gave him the standard contract. You bring Scottie Pippen Jr. in here and he comes in and plays well. Now, I know he'd been good in the G League, but again, you get into a game where you're getting you know pushed around by the Miami Heat or you know, uh, with their defensive game plans and everything they can do, and you make the right plays at the end of that uh, game to help get your team a win. So uh, a lot of reasons to uh, to feel good right now about the Memphis Grizzlies, and probably this, the fact that you're playing so well right now and finding some things, particularly Vince Williams Jr., we'll see about Gigi, that you can hopefully apply to next year with a full roster and uh, give your – John's right, on paper at least, a lot of hope and a lot of feel good about next season. No question about that. Yeah, the nine guys, Ja, Desmond, Marcus, Steven, Brandon, Santi, Jake, Derek, Luke. Luke was a late addition with a thigh sword. Luke didn't even play last night, bro, and they still beat the Miami Heat. Luke, who had been absolutely uh, hooping and has been absolutely hooping here over the last uh, few weeks, especially shooting the three ball. So just uh, uh, out of this world. John, what, what did it close at again? Was it wasn't nine and a half. It gone to double digits? Well, yeah, because Rozier was ruled in. That's right. We thought so. Rozier might wait till tonight to uh, make his debut. There had been speculation that would be the case. And, you know, he had clear physical, good everything else. They rolled him out there last night. Uh, did have him coming off the bench, and there's going to be some things they've got to figure out, obviously. Um, he was probably passing the ball in the end uh, in ways that he won't going forward as he's trying not to step on toes, toes early. But you you ended up a 3 of 11 game from Terry Rozier. He doesn't hurt you at all because he's trying to figure things out. Just nine points, it was minus 13. But I figure that's going to get better for that Miami Heat team that right now is probably looking at things and saying, we We've got to get out of this immediately, sitting at 24 and 20, 12 and 9 at home, and you just lost to a Grizzlies team, had nine guys out due to injury. So, ain't looking so good for Miami, and that's probably what we suspected. They're not going to break into that top three. As for your Memphis Grizzlies, who knows, man? You keep stringing together these, in some cases, shocking wins. And maybe you look up at the end of the season, and for those that are still hoping and praying, maybe you are 41 and 41. I know some have started to put it together in that win clip that you're on since Ja got back. Now, Ja's gone, but you've continued to play pretty good basketball, and particularly, again, on the road where you are 13 and 12. Um, and so maybe this all adds up to making a push toward the end. Um, I tell you, whatever happens at this point, oh, all the pressure's off. And hopefully the Grizzlies continue to play like a team that's got all the pressure off, guys having to prove themselves because it's leading to some great outcomes. Yeah, look, I mean, that's that's <clears throat> what in terms of this season, right, it is what it is. If I, I have no emotion tied into whether or not they make a push or whether they don't, right? I mean, I just I think that's the best course of action. So you can't be disappointed. That's good. Yeah, like, and I, I really wouldn't be, you know, I mean, based on the – you know, the the transgressions and the, you know, all the things that have happened for the Grizzlies. You know, I can't really. So, like, oh, man, they didn't make it. You know, got to make a change. I think, you know, front office probably deserves a lot of credit. Because um, it's like, yeah, yeah, like the, the, the misses are high profile. But, man, when you can identify dudes like Zaire Williams at 47, uh, uh, Vince Williams at 47, I mean, to me, that's like hitting three times. That's worth hitting three times. Well, and you've hit on ones that you're already playing. Bane. Bane you hit on. BC. BC you hit on. Uh, We're adding Vince. Santi, I'm going to say, is a hit. You know, whether or not you choose to keep him or deal him, I mean, that still is an asset. Um, Their their, their makes outweigh their misses. 100%. You know. Especially now if you're adding Vince to the pile. And the only one they've really missed on is Zaire Williams. 
I mean, Jake Laravia was a you know late pick, whatever. I mean, uh, him and Roddy, I would still say her. Right, they were I mean, misses. Even but they Drew were, said they, I think, chalked them up as misses. They were less. They were just less uh, costly. I would say. You know what I'm saying? Whatever you swing, you miss on those. I can forgive those. It's it's trading to ten, and you know you get you know Zaire Williams. So in this in this sort of wash of a season, has the front office not? Started to change the narrative after again because again we, what we were what we were on was the Zaires the Laravias the Roddies and saying this front office is missed they can't keep thinking they're going to hit on everyone but now you come back and it looks like with Vince and perhaps with Gigi that's the other you're pulling Vince out of this hey he looks he's he's a full time member rotation member you may be pulling Gigi out but you're also you've changed the narrative again uh, at least for the for the time being on yeah. the front office and and it's hits you're you're back to you know, you're, you're 400, whatever you're batting again. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Because, again, we, we we started this season, and particularly as we were exposed to these wings that were not, you know, with all this new opportunity, we're not coming through. Oh, man, front office got to figure out. They're, they're, you just can't keep hitting on guys. You're going to miss. Now it feels like they've changed the narrative. So maybe that's something else, again, that comes out of this is, um, you know, you have found pieces that foundationally, John, this is part of the seven, eight, nine. you're going to need to win a championship. That's, yeah. And Ian, that's that's what this season perhaps will look back on and say the season events where you found him. Maybe yep. you're starting three one day. Yep, maybe so. Next story. All right, Penny Hardaway is uh, talking as we speak. Outstanding. Uh, so <clears throat> there is a uh, couple of things to pass along here as they get ready to take on UAB in Birmingham. Uh, they're healthy. Sounds like. Uh, Penny Jaquan, Jaquan Walton, go. And Tomlin got poked in the eye. Sounds yes. like they're both ready to go. Yes. Good. Uh, all guys are healthy. Jaquan's the key one to me. Yeah. He say, uh, he did say Tomlin may wear goggles, uh, some rec specs. You a big rec spec guy? I never wore them. Who was that, Horace? Horace, we used to wear the rec specs. Yeah. Um, Penny said. Um, Pen, uh, EP at one point, right? Yeah, yeah, he sure did. Uh, Penny said he was letting things get, uh, he was letting things slide when they were winning that he's not anymore. Mm-hmm. I accepted in winning what I wouldn't accept in losing. So I don't know exactly what that means. What that well, looks it means like. those guys that are nicked up have got to practice. He was talking about that. No more, no more easy stuff. He said we're getting back to what we do. <clears throat> this is Memphis basketball moving forward. We let it slide when we were winning. So that is uh, that's a big statement. I mean, you're kind of laying down the gauntlet ahead of this UAB game. Like, this is General Custer's last stand because now you've pulled out that this is Memphis basketball moving forward, right? You did, so what is it? He does, he does this once a year. Doesn't look uh, like here we Memphis go. basketball. Here we, go. Did it, we did it last year. Well, you go, you're, you're playing the card. No. Yeah. You can't play it twice, right? You're playing it. So this becomes a must-win game because you've played that this is Memphis basketball card. Everything for you is this is it. Well, if they lose to UAB, is it not? What? It's just done? Like, no well, more? No, I mean, no, you could still play your way back in because you could beat FAU right, twice. You, and you, you and I both fully, probably, you probably could. FAU doesn't defend. And that, that'd be a 100 point game. But, but my point is, of course, there's we don't, a scenario we don't, where you could still come back. You don't need to be in a situation in January 2024 where you are once again having to play your way back in. Right. But what we've discussed is it's the home losses that are really, really are the ones that can keep you out of a tournament, that can really lead to yep, disaster. That's true. You know, again, this is a road environment, of course, against the team you're supposed to beat. But if we're talking about how much this is going to punish them, your word punitive, uh, um, you know, no, no, it's not the end of the season if they lose. However... 
I cho- I choose to believe in. I know our man heard. Would be three straight L's though. Who had to? Uh, who told you earlier in the year? Don't you worry your little head. He still choose to believe in. What are you talking about? Trust your eyeballs. Quinterly's gonna. You get a good Quinterly and a, and a Jaquan Walton like we've seen. Not the injured one couldn't play, but the one that had been coming on the last couple of weeks. You get that, you're gonna be fine. Yeah, I wish. I wish. I. I mean, look, my eyeballs the last three game, two, two, three games, have told me that uh, you know this team does have some issues. Yeah, the issue is defensively. Yeah, it's pretty uh, simple. But 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 again. This is Starts Memphis there. basketball moving forward. Because if you can fix the defense, so much more of your – it makes your offense so much easier, especially for a Memphis team that has, you know, thrived on forcing turnovers and scoring easy baskets off of them. You get back to that. That's Memphis basketball. has been under Penny Hardaway. That helps things offensively well as well. It helps your continuity, everything else, your flow. It'll get easier. So, uh, I'm that's to me – and and I'm sure that's what's going on in there. It's all about defense this week in practice. Yeah, no, it is. Has to be. I mean, what else? What else could it <clears throat> possibly be? You know, like we hey, no more dumb stuff, right? No more leaving guys open. No more. Every time we play somebody, they turn into, you know, uh, Jason Capono. You know, Paige Ostojakovic, Dirk Nowitzki, Prime, Steph Curry. Everybody all of a sudden has their best shooting night ever. They do. And by the way, UTSA beat Tulane yesterday. Saw that. That was that was so predictable. I guess our boy Curry, Ivy Ivy Curry, hit him again. Well, it's like it's just the, it's the prototypical hangover, right? You you go from beating Memphis to playing UTSA <clears throat> with a losing record on the road as a six point favorite. Like you just knew that they were going. It was at least going to be a, a tight one. US UTSA could have beaten Memphis and FAU. UTSA is different. With that, hey, remember kid the, in. the three point yes. bailout they got yes. in that game. Yes, they could have knocked off both of us, and then they just got Tulane. Like it could have, it could have flipped yes. very easily. Yes, where they've got wins over Tulane, FAU, and Memphis. Hundred percent. Yeah, now they're different. That's how crazy it is at UTSA. Your boy Curry, Ivy, Ivy Curry. <clears throat> yeah, uh, Penny did. Uh, <laughs> Penny did uh, have a, have something he wanted to pass along to you specifically. He said, if you ask anybody in this building, Jaden is one of our most important players. He's boxing out and contesting every time. And that there are a lot of people that don't know ball and know his impact on the game. I guarantee you Giannato's in there asking about Jaden. How we get that? How do we get there? Not sure. Uh, I don't have the, <clears throat> you know, I don't have the... Uh, Who's asking the question? Yeah, I just have that that was passed along to us from Parth. But um, yeah, man, at the end of the day, Jaden doesn't really do anything, right? So I would just, I know he's he's your son, and I know that's hard. I would actually, I have no problem playing Ashton. Play Ashton, get him some damn run, you know, at least develop that because Jaden, we is what he is at this point, you know. Um, so, <clears throat> I mean, it's 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 kind it's it's tough because it's like you know it's the coach's son you know you don't you don't you don't want to rip the kid but um, it's just not it's not happening. Well, I just think you've got some guys that that deserve some more opportunity, right? Especially with what you need right now, and Jalen Young, I would say, is one of those guys. You know, whether it's and again, if Jaden is not going to give you production that time that that he's out there, and we we. We, we acknowledge that he's out there more this last game, John, because Jaquan Walton's out. If you're not going to get a, a decent level of production, well, what about Carl Sherenfront, who you've trusted enough to sign and bring in here and we've seen defensively can bring some things to the table? My point is there are other options. 
It's not just like, oh, we've, we've got five or six and everybody else is out and now Jaden's got to play. Like, there are other options that you've brought in and uh, you could be developing right now. Again, it, that's, a, that's about production. It's not different for the coach's son. And this should be the way that it's applied all across the board. You know, the guy that's producing is in there. And unfortunately, you know, Jaden, yeah, okay, I realize makes good decisions. You trust him. But you've got to find other options because, you know, Jaden didn't help you win that game. This last game, I mean, whatever, and, and that's everybody. That's everybody's spot. Yeah. It's not just the coach's son here. Uh, but, but yeah, man, uh, it sound, Penny sounds like he's feels a little, like his son's being a little attacked there. Yeah, well, that I mean, that's the the issue is not is not Jaden. Well, well Jaden and how much Jaden plays as much as shots. you have lost. Well, he did, and that should never be the case. It's it's also you've lost your identity defensively. And whether it's Jaden or Jalen Young, whoever, everybody's got to step up and, and figure that out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, anyway, <clears throat> Carl Sharonfont is uh, is now talking to the media. Does anybody know why? We we don't. We just go with it. Uh, Again, if you can put them out, play them. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Uh, especially if. if but I'm, I'm just trying to figure out guys. why the, the, uh, a, a dude that doesn't play is is doing the media stuff. Like probably just because he hadn't been out there or something. Well, yeah. Give but him he, a shot. I was trying to. What are you gonna ask him? Hey man, what's it like on your your view on the bench, man? You, is it fun to watch the games? Is it you enjoy it? Penny ain't worried about giving you a player who's going to have great answers for your questions. I'm, 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 maybe he's in there with the guys that he's about to run with against UAB, and so they just threw a guy out there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, mean, I guess, man. But like, can we get like Quinterly or somebody that's going to actually like play and make an impact on the game, man? Like, what the hell are we doing here? Right? <laughs> I don't, I don't know, man. I, I, I don't give a damn who talks. Imagine that, if you that, were that's the beat me writer. Right there. I, I think you. I think you're at a point now where you run the poke whatever holes you can in this Memphis team to the point now who they put out for player interviews. Now that's just where you're at because they're 15 and four, yeah. and you're worried. I don't give a damn who's talking, dude. It would be for like the, for the Memphis team. I mean, I listen like, to Penny, but in terms of the players, it doesn't matter. It's about going out there and performing. Yeah, but it would be like if the Baltimore Ravens are going to have a press conference and they bring out Snoop Huntley. It's like, yeah, here, here's a backup quarterback, Snoop Huntley. He's going to break down the game. Like for what? What's the point of that? How about where's Lamar? You know, where's where's Odell? Mm-hmm. You know, but we're gonna get the back. We're gonna get the backup. Uh, you know, we're gonna get justice. Right, I mean, is he even a back? He's like a backup to the backup. Hey, whatever, man. <laughs> whatever, whatever's clever. Uh, anyway, that's the latest uh, on Memphis basketball. We'll come back. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna come back. Talk to Adam Chernoff. That is gonna be the next story. NFL. We'll pivot to NFL and uh, get his thoughts on the weekend. Uh, he was in Buffalo, so we'll talk about his experience in Buffalo. Get the latest on uh, you know his thoughts on Jim Harbaugh and does does this turn the Chargers into a an achiever now? Yeah. All that and more with Adam when we get back. Jason and John, are you trying to? How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023.
Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of colors starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Yes. Adam Turnoff has helped you make a lot of money this year with NFL season if you're paying attention, and you should be. All things NFL and NFL handicapping for right angle sports. AdamTurnoff.com. That's the website. Oh, yeah. We got a new website, Adam. What What are people going to get on this website? One now. Well, very good afternoon. It's going to be me talking football year-round. And I pardon me if the noise in the background is a little bit too much. Do let me know if we slow down. But um, uh, I'm on the move, and we're getting to the end of the season. So time for off-season content. Lots of coaching changes. Lots of player changes. All of my thoughts will be up there uh, in this free-to-follow email every Friday that's powered by Right Angle Sports. There we go. So if you want to, uh, and I'm I, signing up, brother. Off off season, um, you know, stuff so you'll be definitely be able to use, as, you know, future betting and whatever you want to do in the off season. I assume will uh, certainly help you on the website. Okay, we have reached the final uh, week before the Super Bowl in terms of games going on. We have two games left, and then of course we will have the Super Bowl to decide a champ. Uh, so let's uh, let's get into the first game, Adam. Ravens, Chiefs. Um, the, at, at some point, every better has to make a choice, and I and I and I've listened to you. I listened to your stream, and I think you're exactly right. You can make a logical argument for either side of this game. So when that is when that is true, when you can make reasonable, sound, logical arguments for each side, and I know for you specifically, it will be a pass. But for the better, how do you come to a conclusion? when you can do something like that. All right, let's talk both sides. So if you're looking at betting the Chiefs, it's pretty simple. You think that there is an offensive resurgence that is real the last three weeks after these changes they have made to get out of the huddle quicker, to simplify play calling. And you're looking at Patrick Mahomes and you're saying three and a half or four points, depending where you're looking, that's just too much to give the best quarterback in the NFL, no matter who they're going on the road to face even with this being a very good Ravens defense on the other side. And this was something that was very real for the better part of a decade, where you were making the decision, 
going against Tom Brady or not in the postseason. And there's almost like this stigma that I noticed from other betters that I kind of grew up in the industry with where now Brady's becoming a reference point for what Mahomes is right now. So I wouldn't fault anybody for taking the points with Kansas City just simply based on that argument. But I do think that the more interesting side of things to talk about is on the defensive side of the football for the Ravens. And 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 how and I guess we'll see. I don't know what the status of of Marlon Humphrey is going to be. Is it is that something that if you know materially changes your view of the Ravens defense, whether he goes or not? If he goes, it's no question. Having him in the backfield is a massive boost for this defense. But the fact is that even without him, this is going to be the toughest defense that the Chiefs have faced in a couple of months, and it's a massive step up in class, especially from the last three teams that they have faced, two in the wild card and divisional round, and then going back to the Bengals the week after Christmas uh, in week 17. So this is a massive step up. And, and we talked about it last week, guys, against the Texans. Mike McDonald and what he does pre-snap makes it so hard for offenses to get comfortable and to get settled. And we saw the Texans continuously three, four, five seconds left on the play clock It was so hard for that Texans offense to do anything on offense, score three points all game. I know it's Patrick Mahomes. I know they've looked good. I know these receivers have come back after a very bad first three months of the season. But I I just look at this as being a completely different test for this offense. I think it's going to be very difficult for Kansas City to consistently move the football. And I think that the Ravens have the answer, with or without Humphrey, for what the Chiefs have got success with the last few weeks on the ground. I, again, like if you're putting me on the spot, I have to go Ravens. But just with the price where it is, with that knowing that it's Mahomes on the other side and being burned so many times uh, in the past in spots like this, uh, I'm hesitant to do anything with the Ravens. But if you're putting me on the spot, it's Ravens or nothing at this point. I, I was thinking about this this morning. Yes. You know, because, again, it's very rare that Mahomes has, has had, you know, a bust in the playoffs and or the Super Bowl. And the time that, that comes to mind was that that, uh, that game against the Bucks in the Super Bowl when it was 31-9 or whatever it was. And do you think there's a reasonable chance? Because I, I do think there are some similarities to, to – to, to that game, not not obviously the, the the spread because the Chiefs were favored in that game, but I also remember going to that game. The Chiefs had real offensive line issues, right? And 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 they will likely have offensive line issues potentially again if no Joe Tooney. So you know you would think, oh, there's no way like Mahomes is too many, but it, but it has looked ugly when he has not had protection. Do you think you know it, it, there's a there's something there potentially when Mahomes doesn't have that? All pro offensive lineman that you know it could it could p- perhaps resemble the trouble he had in that game. Lesser so than I thought would be the case when I saw the injury happen at the stadium in Buffalo on Sunday night, and I was there with someone who I would consider not only the best better that I know, but also the best Chiefs sort of fountain of knowledge and most well connected Chiefs person that I think there is in the industry. And he was not overly concerned. He said, look, losing Joe Tooney is massive. Like, he, he's an all-pro. He didn't allow any pressures against Ed Oliver or Daquan Jones. Like, he, he is an elite offensive lineman. But after Nick Allegretti came in, his backup, there wasn't a big drop-off in offensive line production up front. And right. he was in there for a considerable amount of time. Yeah. And so, 
so that that to me makes me wonder if maybe this is being overblown a little bit. I know exactly what you're saying with that Bucks team and how great they were at generating pressure. I, I think the Ravens can do the same, but to me it's more about the Ravens getting home with four, stopping the run with Pacheco, and then playing coverage on the back end and forcing Mahomes to beat them rather than the run, which is where KC's gotten away with the last few weeks. So this this mysterious, uh, you know, connected Chiefs person you were sitting with, I, I can only assume it was Priest Holmes. Is he is he going to be betting <laughs> the Chiefs this weekend? Can you say? Do you know? Uh it's been a main point of contention back and forth about whether or not we would do anything with the Ravens. And so it's, he is typically, and I say pessimistic and I'm being generous when it comes to the chiefs and their price point in the market and backing them. It's the most optimistic I have seen him and knowing him for four years wow. when it comes to backing the chiefs in the playoffs. And so <laughs> that's kind of scary. And that's I, like, what, what, do you, what do you read into that? Right. It's like, what do you make of it? Exactly. He and so he and I are on very opposite sides of this one. And and when you're in a group with a dynamic like this, that that typically means when you have these countering opinions that the price is probably right where it is, and there's better bets to be made. So so, from what I'm a greater level of concern for you, or maybe not in terms of the Debo Samuel injury and how the 49ers will adjust. Even if you've got him in there, you know whatever level he is, then 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 maybe there is with the concern level with Tooney. Would you say it's higher with the Debo Samuel injury, uh, injury and how it affects the Niners? It's here's what I'll say that's interesting about the Debo side of things is obviously in that game plan against Green Bay and certain times he's been an enormous part of this offense. Mm-hmm. He's he's key. There's no question. If you look at splits with him off the field this season. Brock Purdy ranks top three in almost every major passing category. Wow. And so I would not have so guessed yes, that. It, wow. Me too. It, it is Shocker. a drop off, obviously, without having him in there. My hope, honestly, was that he would be ruled out and this number would have come off of the seven mm. and it would have been a cheaper price on the 49ers. There was another group that I really respect this morning around 8 a.m. my time out here on the West Coast. Uh, they went pretty big on San Francisco minus seven, which is absolutely the side I agree with. So that price is not coming back. We're in there to stay. Um, I think the drop off to Debo is notable, but I think the 49ers offense is going to be just fine without him or having him as a decoy in this game. Yeah, it's, uh, there are still some, you know, some outs here locally that you get the minus 10 on, but it's mostly for the most part going to be minus 120, which you know, uh, you know, it is what it is, but it's still seven. If that is something that you are uh, interested in, that one is a that one's a tough one for me for a number of reasons, as you mentioned. But I could also see just an explosion from the San Francisco 49ers. Um, I do want to ask you your thoughts on Buffalo because we have a uh, a a a morning show host here who is a native Buffalonian. He is a he is a diehard emphasis on the die with the Bills. He doesn't even watch them play, Adam. Uh, he, he can't handle it because he knows how it ends. So he doesn't watch them play. He did not watch the, <laughs> the, the, the past game against the Chiefs, but he does follow them and he does get on the message boards and all of that. So what were your, um, what were your experiences in Buffalo? I have to separate it between in-stadium and, uh, and out-of-stadium because I think that that's the only true fair way to analyze the city of Buffalo. Outside of the stadium, great little city. Very nice people. Bartenders were great. Servers were great. People in and around the area, fantastic. You get inside the stadium. And, guys, I don't I don't get offended by much, but I have never seen more grown men, angry, vulgarity, 
any type of slur that you could imagine being thrown at anyone and everybody, I was blown away by just the amount of anger and anxiety and stress and just like impending doom that rained upon all of these people in the stands. I've never experienced anything like it. I've never experienced a quieter stadium for the duration of the game, given circumstances anywhere close to that. I thought, I thought the entire experience from a fan perspective was as underwhelming as you could possibly imagine wow. in an NFL stadium. And I, and I know that there's a lot of stadiums where the crowds are out of control and it's a lot of similarities, but you could just see how much this team matters to everybody in that city. And boy, the, the last eight and a half minutes of the fourth quarter, which equated to like 20, 25 minutes of real life time, it was as quiet of an environment where there were 65,000 people in a, in a space that you could ever imagine. I mean, it was just hopeless at the end for these people leaving the stadium. It was pretty shocking for me to see and experience. When you, <clears throat> and, and this is sort of separate of, you know, handicapping, but you know, I was, I was on the chiefs, uh, pr- pretty big. It was, it was a, it, for, you know, it was a pretty big bet, uh, relative to, you know, what I normally do week in and week out. And and part of it was because there is a, you know, I know this is maybe psychobabble, but I do start to think there is a, you know, psychological element to when you when you hit your head so many times against the same player and the same team, it's hard to shake that. So Buffalo played, I, I felt like, as perfect as they, as they could ever hope to play. No turnovers from Josh Allen, ran the ball at will, still could not get it done. Um, does it ever happen for them? With this iteration, Adam. Well, you said it right. That's what happens and why passing is so much more efficient than rushing. Because Kansas City gave Buffalo everything underneath. They gave them a consistent ground game. And as great as they played, they still ended up on the losing side. And that's what happens when you get lured into running the football and you can't generate explosive plays in the NFL in 2024. That's just the reality of the situation. I don't know what's going to happen in terms of turnover in the offseason. I would expect that Diggs moves on, yep. and and that really leaves them in desperate need of adding a couple playmakers outside. Because once you take Gabe Davis out as the number two guy on the offense, and you have a shutdown corner like the Chiefs have taking away Diggs, it, that becomes a very limited offense. Mm-hmm. And even against the Steelers, like we saw them, if it wasn't an Allen broken play for a big run or that one Kincaid pass, like there just wasn't a lot of explosive plays. And that really hampered what the Bills were trying to do down the stretch. So they desperately need playmakers. There's going to be turnovers uh, in terms of personnel. If they don't get that, I, I don't think they're getting over the hump anytime soon. Yeah, <clears throat> I think that's, that's, that's a tough one. And it's, it's a reminder that no matter how good it may look, you cannot assume anything uh, in sports. Hey, I have seen adulation. I mean, to a man. I mean, everybody, all the all the betting shows, all the sports talk shows. Let's go hit the Chargers overs. Let's go hit. Let's go hammer Chargers Super Bowl. Now that they got Jim Harbaugh, uh, and it seems like Adam, nobody is acknowledging the fact that it's been ten years or so since Jim Harbaugh has been on an NFL sideline. So do you think he comes in and he turns this sort of very talented but underachieving group into, into you know, division winners? Or do you think there's a tough adjustment for him coming back in the league after so long? What's your expectation of how this looks for him in L.A.? I think success relative to what the Chargers have been recently is inevitable with the addition of Harbaugh. He's going to get it right, and he's going to get it done. 
I'd be hesitant to say that that's happening in year one because you could probably look at teams league-wide and say that the Chargers are going to have more roster turnover in the offseason than, than maybe any other team. They're certainly in the top five. And so it's not really a spot where we've seen head coaches come in and immediately get it right when there's that many moving pieces. I think that becomes especially difficult when you're in a division with these other, we'll we'll call it three coaches for now, but I think maybe for sure two, perhaps three is is being fair within that division. But it's going to be so hard to get everything right year one with how many new pieces are going to come into that team on both sides of the football. So I'm not running to, to support any Chargers over a Super Bowl hype yet. All right, and then I want to ask you a, a philosophical question because we were talking about this on Monday. Whose future right now would you rather have? And I know they're not like oh di- they're not direct comparisons, but I'm curious as to your answer. CJ Stroud in Houston and we're taking the whole thing. CJ Stroud in Houston okay. or Joe Burrow in Cincinnati? Wow, okay. Uh, Burrow in Cincinnati. I don't I don't think that was as hard as I was expecting it to be. You teed it up like it was going to be a really difficult. You're exa- I, was, I, was I had the same reaction, Adam, yesterday I, I, when I he was, posed I'm it to me. I'm on the opposite side. I'm on, I clearly, because uh, I asked it, but I'm, I'm interested to see what made you so sure. Well, we've, we've seen it, and we've had it proven by Burrow. Yes. Uh, he's been limited by injuries, but I think you look at Joe Burrow when healthy as a top four quarterback in the NFL. I with C.J. Stroud has had a phenomenal rookie year, I think to leap and say that Stroud is in that category yet is not fair to Burrow and what he's done when he has been healthy. Um, Bengals have to figure out who they're going to pay on offense, so it'll be interesting to see how that works out. But I, I think I would much rather have Burrow in Cincinnati than Houston and, and Stroud at the moment for sure. Okay, fine. C.J. Stroud or Trevor Lawrence? Well, I'm waiting for you to say C.J. Stroud or Jordan Love because I think that's that's the pick. <laughs> that, that that's where we were going the first time. Um, C.J. Stroud or Trevor Lawrence? That's okay. That's a lot tougher. I, I would be inclined to say Stroud on that one. Um, How about that? Just, and, and and I would say for sort of the opposite reasons from Burrow, we've been waiting to see it from Lawrence now for a couple seasons. You give him the pass for year one, but. Uh, there's so many signs throughout seasons that show that whether or not it's a lack of leadership or I, I don't know what it might be, but there's something not not as expected there with Lawrence in that situation. So I would say uh, I would rather be Stroud in Houston than Jacksonville with Lawrence because they're running out of time. They've got to pay him a lot more soon. Too. That's right. So you mentioned it just last thing. What did Jordan Love prove in, in, his, in his postseason run here? I think he proved that he's a reasonable successor to what the Packers moved on from from Rodgers. I think that's a really interesting Packers team in the future just because they're so young and they were able to get things right late in the season. And it's also a team that had several wide receiver and playmaker injuries at various times throughout the year. And so I think that to me is the, the really interesting comparison when you're comparing that to Houston and Stroud because that was the youngest roster in the NFL and they really came together late. So I think he proved that this is a team and an offense that could be pretty dangerous going into next year, especially if they're able to add one key vet uh, at the wide receiver spot. Adam, man, great stuff. As always, appreciate you you every week on the show. Again, website is adamchurnoff.com for all your off-season NFL needs. Nobody better. Thanks, my friend.
Thanks very much, guys. Enjoy the two games this Sunday. Yes, sir. Yeah. He is Adam Chernoff, Red Eagle Sports, and of AdamChernoff.com. He's not doing the you know the daily podcast anymore because the season is wound down. Right. But uh, he's going to start putting his stuff all up there at AdamChernoff.com. Interesting that, you know, I mean, and look, Joe Burrow has proven it in a way that CJ has not. But I'm projecting, just like we all mm, project. No, no, that one's wrong. The Grizzlies will do X, Y, and Z. I'm projecting the same for CJ Stroud's trajectory. You know, I think the Houston Texans next year are going to be freaking ridiculous because you haven't you haven't had to pay them yet. That defense made a million strides. <clears throat> you know, you go from three to winning a game, three wins a year ago to winning a game in the playoffs. I mean, it's to me all bets are off with that group next season. I'll use your argument. Anything can happen. It Anything looks good can on happen. looks good on paper. Yeah, Houston's got to prove it over time. Well, it, it, you have to stay there. You know, this could have been a, this could have been a fluke. It's quite, it's still possible. Well, There's because, still a possibility. Because here's the thing: your your perception and the context that people in the lens that people view you through it changes. Because when you go from three wins to it's like whatever ten, yeah, it's like oh my god, you went from three wins to ten. Like we can't. This is fun. This is great. There are no expectations. Exactly. Now, Jacksonville Jaguars are a perfect example of this in the same division mm-hmm. because they went from one win under Urban Meyer. Uh, they they make the coaching change and they're a great story and they win a game in the they're playoffs. Going to playoffs and winning. And what happened the year after that? Step back. They didn't make the playoffs. They didn't Houston, win the division. Houston could take a step back next year. So it, it is fair to use that as a cautionary tale in the same division. Jaguars were not the same team. Now they did have some injuries, but those happen, right? Those happen. The Zay one hurt them. Zay, Zay hurt Jones. Him. Christian Kirk hurt them. Yeah, you did. know, Christian too. I mean, you Zay's just for whatever reason, and I can't I I can't tell you why. I'm not in the locker room, but. That team a year ago at the end of the season, we talked about them week after week. They were overperforming, right? They were they were just the best versions of themselves coming back from 27 nothing against the Chargers and winning that playoff game, competing with the Chiefs, having a chance to maybe even win it there. This year, I don't know if they started believing in the hype or whatever, just not the same edge. So now that's the key. All right, you made the turnaround, right? So can you continue to on that trajectory? It's hard. Yeah. It's hard. Because um, guess what? Now the Jags are coming back. They're going to be pissed off, right? We we underachieved last year. We're going to come in with a whole new focus. So the, 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 the harder role is we already had the success. Right. We have to maintain it. Keeping it. It's easy, okay, to say we sucked last year. And we're gonna have, we're gonna change everything up. We're gonna be better. That's that's an easy position, you know, for for an organization, right? Especially when you have Trevor Lawrence, um, <clears throat> you could just say we'll have we'll have better health luck. Um, you know, it's it, it's just it's when you have to handle success, which is the hard part. Um, and that's why like a t- again, a team like the Chiefs is just a unicorn because they're there every time. They don't get bored. They don't get you know. That's what we talked about with Brady, right? We always talked about it. He had to make stuff up. To keep himself at know. the top, motivated. Yeah, he had to be like, "Oh man, this guy, this Brad Carson producer in Memphis, and I suck. So I can't throw the ball downfield. I can't believe you say that about mm-hmm. me. You know, like that's the kind of stuff. It was crazy. Mm-hmm. Cal would do that when he was the coach in Memphis. You know, you're winning, you're having to run through Conference USA just to, you know, stay alive, right? Yeah. And you're you're just like, well, you know, they write all these things about us, and they say that our conference, and they say we, you know, so you just make things up, you know, to get yourself going. Uh, your Harbaugh's charges are forty four million dollars over the cap, so you realize there's going to have to be a lot of cutting before you yep. fix. Yep. Right. So to Adam's point, you're it's going to be a minute. 
It's not just going to be a one-year turnaround. Yeah. Because you got to cut some of that down. Yeah, I mean, I'm just not there. I, I'm not there Four or five high-dollar guys. I love fast with Harbaugh, bro. Like, <clears throat> I mean, is Patrick Mahomes still in division? Like, we just uh, we all of a sudden just going to hand it to him? I mean, they'll be better because Staley was so bad. But, like, do, we, do, I, do I give them the edge over Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes? I, I no, don't. you don't push them that high. But maybe in three but years. But definitely playoff squad that's in there and then yeah. hopefully continue. Yeah, I'll put him over there. Antonio Pierce and, and uh, you know. I'll do that today. We do that today. Who, who, you don't even know who our quarterback is yet. It doesn't matter. No, you don't know, bro. It no, could, we put Harbaugh and I Herbert read, above you guys today. You don't know who Pierce. that quarterback is. It won't matter. It won't be as good as Herbert. I saw a report yesterday that it might be Russell Wilson. How about that? You don't want to see that. You don't want to let Russ cook in Vegas, man. I'll, I can't wait till you're rolling your eyes after every Russell Wilson Raiders press conference. Yeah. After he said, saddle up or whatever it is that y'all going to do. Yeah. What's going to be your saying with y'all? Uh, just win, baby. Yeah, that's it. Just win, baby. Hey, but you know how Russ is, you know is going to be, though. He's going to be, you know. Saddle up. We've, uh, we've got a uh, commitment to excellence with this franchise. Just win, baby. He went so high road on the Peyton stuff. I he just did. don't know how. It's very impressive. He is a true man of God. Yeah. Because the ability to turn the other cheek. As accomplished as he is, it would have been very understandable right. for him to say, man, this dude is a clown the way he treated me. Yes. But instead he was like, you know, I want to I want to play. I want to be here. I want to, you know. It was a high very, road very, Russ, man. I can't say that if I was in his shoes, he I would have reacted the, the same way. He sticks to the script. He doesn't yeah. change for y'all. I would not mind, Russ. I mean, because, again, you have to have something. You have to have some kind of Take excitement. Take Russ over Justin? Come on, you might have a future with Justin. You know what Russ is. Fields? Yes, Bro, fool. I'm not negotiating with y'all, man. I'm not negotiating y'all. just with y'all. brought in Getsy to ask about him, fool. Right. So we're, you we're, are definitely we're interested. collecting information. But we don't negotiate with terrorists, and that's what y'all are. Don't act like it's not a conversation. Like C.J. Stroud oh, and, 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 and Joe Burrow, well, like was, Chernoff just did just, you all yeah, that. Yeah, he dismissed me. Like, like but kind of, same thing day, I did, I, like I tried to do. Don't act like it's not a conversation. No, it's Dude. a conversation. We'll give we you a know what round Russ report. is. You know what Russ is, and the only thing he can really do is cook. Here, here's how the conversation goes. Hello, Chicago Bears. This is the Las Vegas Raiders. We would like to offer you a second-round pick for your quarterback, Justin Fields. We'll call you back. Okay. And then you never do. Because so. you, your pick's what? That's a high second rounder. It's it is. a pretty good second what rounder. Is it, what is your pick? Twelve. I mean, yeah. What, what are y'all like a, It's going to be like a forty fifth, forty sixth overall pick. Yeah. We're going to see what else. We'll give we you can, a second uh, and a and a fourth. Boom. Let's get it done. Well, bro. we got we got uh, we got Atlanta telling us they're going to give us their first round pick. Yeah, so. they're going to give y'all three firsts. I know they they just can't wait to get Justin Fields in Atlanta. Man, they're just going to give you so, the whole franchise. Um, Chernoff's with me on Baltimore. He just he doesn't want to do it. He's not with me on Detroit. Yeah, can I switch that no. officially? No, because I had to live through it last week when I had the text. I can't plus switch. I, have on the show. I thought, but I thought by t- it, up until Friday you could flip your pick. You can flip it once it's oh, in. Is that the rule? Nope, it is, is in. It like what, a, what it's is like this? a book. Nope, it's in. You've already made your choice. He's getting desperate, Jason. Uh, yeah, I have. well, it helps him. It gives him the chance to catch up, chance. and that's why he wants to lock in. Yeah, I, I, two games I can understand that. Turnoff knows what the hell he's doing. Though. I know, wow. and that's why I loved hearing what he said about the Ravens because I've been locked in with him. But I, what did I say? Yeah. I went against my approach yes. in yeah, picking and picking Detroit in that game. Yeah, and Turnoff showed me that I, I did do that. I was wrong. So what's what people don't realize about Adam? I guess it, I'm locked in. Is the amount of homework he does. Like he and he sent me he sent me this stuff on Tuesday. He went back and rewatched the last 
four Chiefs games, okay? Not just the most recent one against the Bills. He went back and rewatched the last four and charted the play clock time for every snap. So he was charting how much time was left on the play clock every single snap. And so what he found out about the Chiefs is that after that Raiders game they lost on Christmas. They're going uh, faster. Which was rock bottom, yep. It, they changed their offense, and they made a huge effort to snap the ball quicker and break the huddle sooner. Outside the red zone, they've sped up a ton. And the reason why he thinks this is relevant is because it's obviously worked for them. It's mm-hmm. They've looked better, but he worries that Baltimore and that home crowd and the Mike McDonald factor with the defensive coordinator is going to wreck that rhythm. Uh, because Houston only snapped the ball twice outside of breaks slash play clock resets with double digits on the clock. So they were getting down to the single digits every time they couldn't hear. They, you know, yeah. Um, and and because because wow. Mike McDonald changes so much pre snap, so they're moving around, they're flying around, you know, and you got to adjust. So can Kansas City slow down and still have the same success that they've been having because they've been playing at a breakneck speed? That's the question. But see, like that's why Adam is so good. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.